Welcome. We've been here since January. Some new faces. Here we are in August. Can you believe it? Can you believe it, Sully? It's August. It's going quick, isn't it? We're going to be at one year like that. And it's exciting because we've seen God really do things, little, little wins that no one else would notice, but we've seen it because we've all been on this journey together. And what looks like maybe small compared to some of the churches down the road, if you've seen it when it started, this is a win. We're excited. We're excited every time a new face comes in. We're excited that you're here. But my name is Pastor Jeff Gwaltney. And again, welcome. Uh, the whole idea of one seed church is we want to give people a seed they can plant and actually harvest and cultivate and put in their children. And given too many seeds at once can, can make that hard to do. You just oversaturate the soil and you don't get any growth. It's like a data dump. You need one seed that you can really apply to your life. But announcement real quick. This August 26th, we're going to do our first baptism Sunday, we baptize by water immersion here in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And if you'd like to learn more about that and why we do it that way, and you would be interested in getting baptized, shoot us an email at info at onecchurch.org. You can write it on the connection card. Let us know. We'd love to baptize you in the name of the Lord. But that's a great song. You know, it's what a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. It's like that line, I mean, is there anything left? That's it. It's, it's the name above all names. It's the name only given among men and by which we can save. Jehovah saves, Jeshua. Jehovah saves his people and the baby shall be born and we shall name his name Jesus because he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus is Greek for Joshua, Hebrew, which is Jehovah saves. So there's power, there's authority, the name matters. There's a reason we don't say in the name of Bob, right? In the name of Bob, there's a reason we say in the name of Jesus, it matters. If you were here last week, we talked on Simon the Sorcerer trying to steal and buy, create identity theft with the Holy Spirit. He was trying to buy the Holy Spirit, but he didn't have authority to act under the Holy Spirit because he wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. So this week we're going to drill in a little more in the authority behind the identity, which was last week. The identity is Christ. You know, when me and my wife, my wife is Michelle, by the way. She was the one doing the announcements. Let's give it up for Michelle. Raise a root. I don't know. Good job, babe. When we got married 11 years ago, when you're standing at the altar, do you take, I don't remember all the things they say, you know, I was, was kind of tuned out, I wasn't really paying attention. Do you take, Jeff, do you take your wife, blah, 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 Michelle, do you take Jeff, blah, 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 and we become one. And then she goes to the courthouse and, and what? She changes her name to Gwaltney. What? Like the bacon? Yeah, yeah. Gwaltney is a big meat company in Virginia, in that whole side of the coast. So you might have family that's had the Gwaltney meats. I hear it's pretty good, but we don't get them here in Missouri. But Gwaltney was the name she took. She changed her name from Herbert to Gwaltney. And from that point forward, when you take someone's name, you're under the authority of that name. When you go to the bank, they look, is she a Gwaltney? Okay, you can pull out all that cash money that we don't have. 
She's a Gwaltney, okay, you can, you can pay that insurance bill because your name's on it too. She assumes all authority under the name she represents. The name represents something. It's, it's, our, it's our family and, and family sticks together. And when you hold the same name, you uphold the family. You uphold the family name. It's now your ancestry is the name. We did the candle lighting ceremony. You know, you light the candles and it's pretty, but there's a spiritual significance of why we're lighting that candle. A son shall leave his mother and father and they too, he shall cleave to his wife and they too shall become one flesh. Or now they got the sand. The sand's cool because you mix the sand together in the sand ceremony and you can't separate the sand. They become one, one identity. And by the authority of that identity, they all now have power to cash checks at the bank. You see, when we take on the name of Jesus and apply it to our life, it's more than a feel-good declaration. It's a union, a marriage between us in God. It's more than just a name we are identified by. It's by the authority of Jesus we do all things, have abilities to go beyond what the world calls possible. We can, we can do things that the world says you can't do. The name signifies who we serve, who God is, and what we profess to others, our commitment is to. The name matters. That's the reason it's holy matrimony. We become one. Our commitment is to each other. Gwaltney is forever who you will be. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> even, even when you hate me some days, you'll still be a Gwaltney, no matter what because these two shall become one and no man can divide what God has brought together. You with me? Even when we don't wanna assume it, it's in us. It's in us. Does God have complete dominion over all your life? Have you relinquished all your authority and power to the king? I don't know about that. I'm more like Fairweather. It's like, it's like my, my, Cardinal, my Cardinals, baseball Cardinals relationship. If they're winning, go Cards. But if they're not winning, I'm off to something else. That's not what God desires. He wants us to be all in, not toe in the water. He wants us to be all in. That's when you see change. That's when you see the impossible made possible. If we go to the scripture today, Acts chapter 4, verse 5 through 12. Last week we read on Acts. We haven't done a series here, but I would say out of all the messages, these two were written along the same line of where I was trying to take y'all. And last week was about Simon the sorcerer trying to steal the identity that God designed to be free, but he was trying to buy it. And now the apostles in Acts 4, they're out doing miracles. They're, they're healing people. They're doing things. And the scribes and the elders, the Sanhedrin, they're trying to find a way to accuse them of committing a crime according to the law because they just don't like it that they're doing all these good things and miracles by the authority that is not of their own. They're doing things that 
aren't possible. People are getting healed. People are walking that were lame prior. If we go to verse 5 in chapter 4. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders and scribes, elders being highly valued elderly folks in the community that would help dissolve community issues, scribes being those intelligent in the law to help sit there and evaluate, is this rightful to do? So they were, they were judging the apostles. So it says, then it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Cephas the high priest, John and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were all gathered together at Jerusalem, putting the apostles on blast. That was the translation. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? They knew there was something in the name, or they wouldn't have asked. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless lame man, by what means he has been made well, hey guys, he ran off in joy at the beautiful gate in chapter 3. The gate, the gate beautiful, the temple of, they called beautiful. See, they're talking about what happened in chapter 3 when the lame man was healed at the gate beautiful and he ran off on his feet that he never could walk before. He just would lay there prior. Now they're judging them for that. And he says, by what name? And Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, actually, of Nazareth, who you killed, crucified, who God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. Yeah, the guy you murdered, you said was worthless and committing a crime, he healed him. He flipped it on him. He flipped the script on him. That's a bold move. That's a bold move. But how many know you can be bold when you have the authority of Christ in you? Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, the scripture said. If he didn't have the Holy Spirit, Peter wouldn't be talking like that. He'd still be, he'd still be cursing in front of the Pharisees when the chicken, when the cock crew, remember that? He was, he was a wimp when he was under the pressure until the Spirit took over. Then he became authorized. He said, yeah, Jesus, that's the name. This is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Might I add, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I love that one. It didn't say there's a few. It says there's no other. Bob doesn't work. Bob doesn't work. Why does the name matter? Because the name represents the authority. Jehovah saves. God, the fullness of the Godhead, dwells in Christ bodily. He is the Father in creation, the Son in redemption, the Spirit in regeneration. He is God. That's why it matters. That's why the lame man was able to walk. And he says, and yeah, you guys killed him. Way to go. Smooth move, scribes. Those knowledgeable in the law 
seemed to miss the spiritual. They lacked revelation because they were so smart up here. God couldn't get them here. The title of my sermon today is The Authority Behind the Name. The Authority Behind the Name. Touch three people and tell them the authority. If you can't reach three people, just, just look at them. Give them an evil eye and say, the authority, the authority, the authority. They had the name, so they had the authorities. See, my abilities will always surpass the world's expectations when my strength is not of my own. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Paul said, I must become weak to be strong in the spirit. He knew he had to be a backseat driver, like Toby Mac says. He knew that his strength was not of his own. And when you get in a place of authority, like in a job, for instance, that's, that's maybe the first place you get your taste of authority in life. And when you're not wise with your authority, you get what's called an ego trip, a power trip, power tripping, trip, trip, you guys know? Not trip, it's like, it's like a, it's like an egomaniac, you're power tripping, it's slang. You see, when you get on a power trip, you think it's all of you. You think all your strength is of your own abilities. You get authorized to maybe be a supervisor of a team. Top down, baby. Level one leadership. I tell you what to do. But level one is considered a failing level of leadership. That's when you've just been handed a title, but you're not really leading yet. You're learning what leading is. It's in level two, three, four, five is where you evolve to what leaders really are. And a power trip blocks us from God pricking our heart. We're not conscious yet that we serve a higher calling and we become so self-reliant that we almost become like our own idol. And money can do that. I've been in those shoes. When life's good and money's coming in and everything's good, you feel really invincible until someone gets sick and is dying and you can't fix it and you go, wait a second. I really have no control. I have no strength in this life. God is what gives me the strength. But some people go through their whole life and they never realize that they're actually not in control like they think. And they get on that power trip when they're not ready to handle the authority they have been given. They're not used to it. They let it all go to their head. Leaders are not meant to boss people. They're meant to mentor and empower people to lead themselves because you can't do everything you got to build it into people that's why you mentor you got to build it into people and Jesus was authorized and he built leaders he built Peter John James he built them into what they became strong leaders because they knew where their power came from you with me they knew that they could surpass the world's expectation because the strength was not of their own by what authority have you done these things to heal this layman Jesus Christ is the authority. That's the name. You've heard these stories of people getting a lot of responsibility in life and authority at the wrong stage of life and they're not ready and it corrupts them like, you know, like child movie stars. Anybody remember Different Strokes back in the 80s? I got one nod, I'm feeling old. I got three. Oh yeah, we got three. What you talking about, Willis? 
He was the cutest little guy, wasn't he? Arnold, Gary Coleman. He was so cute. And he was a rock star in the movie world when he was like eight years old, millionaire. And he grew up and he was in lawsuits most of his life with his own parents. He was in financial troubles, depression. All those kids on that show, uh, they got some of them got suicidal. One of them succeeded. See, they got too much too quick and they weren't wise enough to handle the authority they'd be given. So they were just a loose cannon out in the world, able to get and do whatever they want. And they didn't have a grounding in the Lord to know that it could be taken at any minute to handle it humbly and wisely. Because authority without wisdom equals damage. You can damage people. And once you damage them once, it's hard to get them back. It's, it's a scary thing getting into church, especially trying to shepherd people. Because once you say the wrong thing once, like, yeah, baby, or like, or like tripping, or whatever, then they hate you and you're never coming back to your church. And that's just what happens. And sometimes you lose people and you can't win. It's just the way it goes. But there's always a fear there of saying the wrong thing. Usually worse than that, I would hope. But that was a joke. <laughs> We're trying to be different. We're trying to be different here. But seriously, if you say the wrong thing, you can hurt people. If you have authority and then you inject the wrong thing, you damage hearts. We don't want to play with hearts. We want to give the word of God in and out of church. I can't serve as a leader when I think my authority is what creates the leaders. See, I, when I'm on that power trip, I think, yeah, I'm making these leaders. Yeah, go me, go me. This looks funny, doesn't it? I'm patting myself on my own back. No wonder I got shoulder problems. But a real leader knows. He's just paying it forward. See, someone led him. It's not him. Someone led him. And then he led the next guy. And he led the next guy. And it gets all the way back down to God himself. Because he is the only one who has no counselor. He is the only one who is authorized in himself. Because he is the almighty God of all creation. And he put everything we are able to do. Everything we are able to see, say, think, love, feel. He put it in us. So we're just passing on what we stole and got from somebody else. Except we didn't buy it like Simon. God gave it to us by grace, thankfully, or I'd be in trouble. My self-reliant mindset in my own authority will leave me with high turnover with my friends, with my family, with my employees, with my church members. When it's all about me and my abilities, you'll be left with no one. You got to stay grounded. You got to see God wants to fill your cup. But he's not going to fill it when you keep taking it and just throwing it on the floor. God, fill my cup. He fills it. Psh, you throw it on the floor. So you're not ready. He says, quit throwing stuff on the floor, and then I'll fill it. I'll fill it more than you can even handle. But you got to be ready. You got to step back sometimes to step forward. We use that term in business a lot, and it applies to life. You got to be willing to choose your battles if you want to win the war. If you try to win every battle, you're going to lose the war because you're human. And you got to realize you can't win every battle. And some battles just aren't worth your time. You got to walk away. I can't tell you when I was younger how many times my ego said, I got to make my point. I got to prove that I'm right. And then I realized later in life how much stress it created me, how many hours I spent fighting for that $5 back on my credit card that I, I spent 10 in time just trying to get back my five. It wasn't worth it. I had to just say, you know what? 
That's God's business. I pray for them. I hope they don't cheat me again. I'm moving on because God's doing good things. That's how you're going to win the war. You got to know when to step back, to step forward. And when you want to grow in authority under the name of Jesus, you got to know how to be humble in the Lord and weak in yourself. And that's why Paul was so strong. And that's why Peter was so strong. Because they knew they had to be weak in their own right to be strong in the Lord and do God's will. That's the only way you can achieve God's will. Simon, last week, he was power tripping. He had it backwards. It's all about bearing that cross. That's the reminder. That's the reminder that you're human. You can do great things when it's not of yourself. You need the Spirit of God in you. Step back to step forward. Step away from some battles if you want to win the war. Give up the position you're trying so hard to hold on to and just let God take control. Great leaders know when to step back from a situation in order to surpass it. Sometimes you got to step back. You got to quit partaking in situations you can't win, and you just got to walk away. Something my three-year-old has not figured out yet. And I thought in life by now, when you're three, she would have enough wisdom to know when to walk away. But does she? No. She takes the hard road. If you see my little three-year-old, you probably thought it was someone's one-year-old. She's actually three. Her name's Kaylee. She's running around here somewhere. And she's, she's strong-minded. And she don't know when to step back to go forward. So she gets a lot of spankings. She'll do, she'll do this. She gets in trouble, right? She'll go like wreck a room in five minutes. And then she'll like take the crayons all out. And she'll break all the crayons and throw them in the floor. And then she'll give you this look. You guys have seen me give the look before. She'll give this. She just looks at you. You say, Kaylee, did you, did you do that? She doesn't answer. She stares at you. She used to do this thing. She'd, she'd slowly creep backwards, giving you the evil eye, brother. I mean, evil eye. Sometimes I say, did that... That kid came from the seat of Pastor Jeff? Really? Was I that bad? Must have came from the mother. I don't know. She's, she's not willing to step back, so she's going to lose the war with her daddy when I was smack. I barely touch her, you know, and then she breaks down and she's just defeated. You should have said, I'm sorry. She won't do it. Say you're sorry. Say you're sorry. You're going to go to the corner. Say you're sorry. Say you're sorry. Say you're sorry. Okay. No tears, nothing. Go to the corner. How many do that in life? You know, we do that in life. We just won't back off because we want to do it our way. Now, by the time you're five, you got to know when to step back, to step forward. Give up the position. God desires you to be strong in him and weak in ourselves. That's how you become strong against the world and against principalities of darkness. How can I be strong and weak at the same time? You can't. You need the Spirit. He is your strength. You can't battle God. He doesn't want us to prove anything to the world. Just be faithful. We don't need to tell them off. We don't need to give them the, 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 the finger gesture in the car. We don't need to do that because God is, God is their maker. And yeah, I know, I know it's irritating that they did that to you in the car and that they, they, they did that on your bumper and then they wave those things at you with their fingers and whatever that means. I don't know. I think it means hello. It's the, the bird flying by or whatever. This is because they did that. You got to know God is their judge. Pray for them. Get out of the way because they're crazy. Those drivers. We don't need to prove it. We don't need to prove that we are stronger than them. God is our strength. We are grounded by the strength of the Lord.
my ability to do great things comes from a higher authority. The way to the cross reminds me of the authority I represent. The way to the cross reminds me of the name I took in marriage. I've been married twice. Have I told you guys that? I married my wife, Michelle, and I married Jesus Christ when I was born again. Yeah, it's marriage. It's, it's not about going to church. Church is a residual positive effect of a relationship brewing with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the bridegroom, the bride becomes one with the bridegroom, and they become the body together. The DNA becomes one. These two cannot be divided. They are one. See, our marriage is just an image of actually what God designed our marriage to be with him. That was first. This is, this is the offspring of what God had already planned with his own people. How cool is that? That God had planned that with his own people. And we thought we were, we were imitating uh, our marriage and serving God. And God says, no, 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 no. No, you're imitating our marriage when you marry that person. See, that was my idea, is what God said. Let us make man in our image. It's about the name. When you have that pressure of the cross, you know when to walk away because you have limits. You know, like in college, anybody like um, exercise when they're in college? You know, you're, you're not married yet. You're trying to stay somewhat presentable to human beings so you can be attractive to the opposite sex and somehow, somehow find a wife. And when I was in college, let's see, I was 21 this particular situation and I had a bench press in my apartment and I often worked out by myself so in case you're hitting the weights and you need to know the bailout technique when you don't have a spotter you don't put the clips on and that way if you get in over your head like I often did you can dump the weights you see you do the dump dump no one's around to spot you on the bench you don't keep the clips on that's how you break something you just take the clips off and you you, you do the dump one and then you dump the other side and you're free see I did the dump dump a lot in my apartment with the bench press except this one time I had a little bit too much going and the pizza man came to the door right when I got pinned down with this weight I'm dead serious is Papa John's I always did Papa John's because I love the butter garlic thing you know I know it's bad for your heart and everything but it's the best thing ever and I like to just drink that stuff straight you know so I'd get Papa John's and I just I just binge on a pizza after working out and this one time I had just hardly any weight on there but I was so tired I got pinned down and the doorbell started ringing and I thought this is not good and I had to do the dump dump and I knocked in my wall wall with the weight weights there goes the drywall. My mom wasn't happy when I said, Mom, they're going to take our deposit when I was moving out. Why? Well, because I caved the wall in with some weights. So I recognized I was limited at that very moment, that I had a limit. My limit to reach things, to reach the pizza, was literally limited. I couldn't get to the pizza man. Leave it at the door. I can't come to you. I don't remember what I did. I was willing to cave my wall in to get that pizza though. Carbs, they make you crazy. Whew. Thank God. Jesus is the ultimate authority and there is power in the word of God. Lincoln Brewster, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is. It's the word of God. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life in the pouring rain. Toby Mac. 
It's, see, there's life. My words are spirit and they are life. Speak life into your situation. Speak Jesus into your situation because there is power in the name. It matters. By what authority have you done this? How did you heal this man? Because it was by the authority and power of who we serve, who we were baptized in, who we follow, because the name represents our life, who we give dominion to. It's Jesus. That's why that's a theme. You'll see there's a theme going on here in the birth of the church because that is the stamp of validation. That makes it the real thing and not Simon the sorcerer. There's no other name. A man-made solution can't overthrow principalities of darkness. Only the power of God can overcome the power of darkness in your situations. You think they're not bad, but the devil wants to feed on your, 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 your weakness. And when he gets you playing, like with the apple tree with Eve, he, gets you, he gets, starts messing with your head. That's how he's going to get you to go a little further. That's why you've got to have the power of God in your life to really defend against the enemy. There's no other name. What a beautiful name it is, because there's no other name. That's why it's beautiful. Invoke the name of Jesus in the midst of devils and watch them flee like out of legion into the swine, into the sea, off the cliff. God can heal your situation when you invoke authority behind the name. That's why Peter was able to lift the lame man. Peter was just another guy, a girl like us, but he knew he had the spirit of God in him. And by the authority of Jesus Christ, just like Jesus himself, Lazarus, come forth. He raised Lazarus on and on. It's by the authority of the power of God, which has got a name, Jesus. It should be your weapon of choice. It's a weapon. That's why our praise is a weapon. That's why we praise. We give back. We shout joyfully. But when I'm in a dark situation, I give praise. I've cried my eyes out in my, my house before when no one's looking because a song just hits me because I'm so thankful and I become weepy because the power of God is so strong. And I remember that God loves me so much that he still loves me even despite what I did, despite how I did that to that person and all these things. And I remember that it's his authority that drives my life and that I am just weak without him. And I remember, and that brings gratefulness. And it becomes a weapon because then the devil's going to run. When you remember, you go, wait a second. It's Jesus. Jesus is my God. Jesus is my defender. It's his strength. And then the, the, the enemy flees. I don't know if the women in here will get this, but all the guys know what it's like when you're young and someone talk about your mama. You know that feeling, right? Fight or flight, right? is instant violence. Someone talks about your mom, there's something God put in the DNA, and, and women, I'm not trying to be biased here. If, if, you wanna, if you wanna hurt somebody when they talk about your mama, I get it, because hey, that's the blood, that's my name, that's the name I uphold, and you talk about them, you talk about me. Even, even you know, siblings, you don't get along sometimes with your siblings, but when someone else messes with your siblings, it's on. It's in us, because we got a common bond, we share the blood together. We share the same DNA. We share the same name. And we don't have to have the same name in the earthly realm. We can still be family. There's families that aren't blood family, but they're still family. And that's still family. But in the realm of God, in the spiritual world with Jesus, 
It's the same. It's the DNA becomes one. And when Peter was filled with the Spirit, he became authorized to act on behalf of the Spirit and let the Spirit flow through him as a vessel. And so I remember, you know... I shouldn't go here, but I'm going to. Remember the, uh, you know, the Da Vinci Code back then? I used to have this chip on my shoulder because I couldn't stand hearing about this book. Well, and I had my buddy, my buddy in Nashville, and I love him to death, but he, he probed me. He said, so what do you think about this, and what do you think about this? And all this stuff that was way after Scripture and had nothing to do with Scripture, and Scripture contradicted the book so clearly that you had to be a fool to actually believe it or just know nothing, and he would push me. And I said, man, you're messing with my family. Don't talk about my daddy like that. You don't understand. And I didn't scream at him, but in my heart, I was like, he was talking about my mama. See, I was like, he's like, you're talking about my Lord. This, this, this is the Lord of, of all creation. You're talking about him like he some just normal person you don't understand that you don't have the revelation because you haven't been filled with the spirit you don't you don't know what I'm saying and I can't give you what I'm saying but you're hurting me because you're talking about my daddy that way like he's a fraud he was talking about him like he was a fraud like Jesus was a fraud you know he went off and got married and went to France and, and did all these things and come on man this is the Lord of all creation he went to England as a joke he wouldn't go to France Unless it's for the Tour de France and he's going to watch them. I digress. It happens. By the authority of Jesus Christ, you inherit the name. And when someone talks about your family, it should bug you if they're talking bad about your family. They dog your mama? Don't talk about my mama. You see white man can't jump? There's a lot of your mama jokes in there. I won't say them here at church, but... It represents my, my illustration. Jesus is even stronger. If your earthly father gives you something, how much greater is it that which your heavenly father will give you? Like the Holy Spirit. He's my daddy. I, t I, told, I told my buddy that. I said, you don't understand. I said, I didn't scream at him like I just did there. What I really said was something like, look, man, you don't understand because he's, he's my spiritual daddy. He He's... He's my father, so I, I disagree with that, and that's, that's not who my Lord is. And I let it go. I had to step back, to step forward, because you, you couldn't win that argument. People are going to believe what they want to believe. But you got to stay strong in what you believe and why you believe it, to stay strong against the principalities of darkness in the world. You need the authority in you. And when you have the Spirit of God in you, your abilities will surpass the world's expectations because you'll realize your strength is not of your own. You can't command according to something you don't possess. Hence, Simon the sorcerer. He couldn't do what he wanted because he didn't possess it. He wasn't a vessel. Jesus told the apostles when they were together, uh, foreshadowing to... Acts 2, after his resurrection. Wait to be endued with power on high. Don't take a script with you, because I'm going to give you the words. Well, how is he going to do that? By the Spirit, just like he healed the layman. The Spirit worketh in them. That's where the power, the authority, the anointing, the knowledge, everything. These guys were fishermen and tax collectors. They weren't Bible scholars, yet they did the will of God across the face of the earth at that time, because they knew who their authority was. God has a name. We baptize according to his name, Jesus. His name signifies 
the authority we serve and follow when we speak it, it breeds life-changing power. My life has authority over the enemy when Jesus is at the command center. Miracles can happen, but you need Jesus. Can you guys stand to your feet with me as we close? It is the good news, but it's powerful. So you'll learn a lot about me that I just kind of, just, it just comes out whatever, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but it's because I'm emotionally attached. My heart is attached to my Lord and I'll be willing to die for my Lord. Hopefully not soon, but I would if I had to. I'm willing to die for my children, just like Jesus was willing to die for his children. Oh, he did die for his children on the cross. You scribes and elders crucified him. Yeah, that's the one that healed your lame people, lame by the gate beautiful. I'm connected. He wants us all to be connected because that's where we came. We came from God's plan. My abilities will always surpass the world's expectations when my strength is not of myself. In order for God to move in your life, you have to give up control. Hand over all authority to the king of all nations upon complete submission. Complete, not partial. Complete submission. Watch God reign over your life and change your circumstance, change your outcome, and change those around you. Let me tell you, there is no bigger faith booster than watching God change someone you thought could never be touched by God and you gave no hope even though you called yourself a faithful Christian. You said, I believe in the Lord, but he cannot fix them. And then he does. And you go, oh my Lord, heaven have have mercy on me for doubting you, Jesus. I'm so sorry, Lord. And you fall to your knees because you see him change the unchangeable. You see him him surpass an expectation that you put on someone else just like you were in their shoes, but you forgot because you've been in church so many years, you forgot that you were like them once too and that Jesus loves them the same as you. When you've done it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. When you don't love on them, I can't love on you because I don't know you. That's what he said. God can change others through you. Plant one seed at a time and watch lives change around you. It's... It's holy, it's powerful, it's spiritual. When the world sees me, let them feel the love of Jesus. We are to be a vessel. Be a vessel and watch the light shine. And you don't have to say much. They'll say, I knew there was something different about you because I could tell you don't act like the rest of the people. And you say, you know what? It's the Lord. It's Jesus. Jesus loves me, brother. I love you, man. I mean, I don't love you, you know, like that. I just love you like, you know, like Jesus loves me. And I want, I want to just give you the good news. It's that easy. I pray you have a good week, bro. Wow, no one's ever, they're going to pray for me? You pray for me? Uh, what have I done for you? Nothing. You don't need to. Jesus did it for me, so I'm going to do it for you. I pray for you. Be a vessel. My integrity Note this in your mind. This is a good one. My integrity is upheld by the name I proclaim and stamp on my life. 
What does your life show? Are you, do you have integrity for who you're claiming has authority in your life? Is that God? WWJD. I often say that to myself. Jesus wants complete authority of your life. And when that revelation happens to you, you will discover God's perfect plan. And he will show you where to go. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we come together. We're thankful that we have the freedom to worship you freely, to discuss your word, to plant seeds, and to build the kingdom here in Lake St. Louis, here in St. Charles County, here in Missouri, here in the United States, and here in the rest of the world. Thank you, social media. We're here to touch the globe, baby. We're not here to just touch ourselves. We want to feed everyone. And we know your name is beautiful because your name represents so much more than just letters. It represents life, love, giving, serving, unconditionalness. We are so thankful, God. Let us stay humble and remember the cross that we are willing to carry because your burden is light and your yoke is easy. And Lord, we know you've got our best interests. Go with us this week. Let us be a light. Let us hunger for your word and study your word and keep growing in ourselves. And let's also pay it forward to the next person. And you will give the increase. In Jesus' name, if everybody could say amen.